Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Michael here with Wedding Videography School, the bad boy of wedding videography. Hope you're having a great week. I know I am. It is the uh, holiday weekend, and uh, by the time you hear this, Thanksgiving will have been over, and uh, my uh, Denver Broncos hopefully will have won their their game on Sunday. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, So one of the questions that I get asked a lot or not really, I wouldn't say it's a question that I get asked directly, but it seems to come up in conversations a lot. And that's what's the best camera for wedding videography. Now, anytime we have these discussions about the best um, piece of equipment or whatever, it's always so subjective. I mean, it really comes down to what's most important to you. Um, But I can say, like, I've probably narrowed it down to a few cameras. Um, Right now, I'm using the Blackmagic Pocket 6K Pro and then the three uh, regular Pocket 4K cameras as well um, to pretty much shoot everything that I shoot. Uh, But what do I think the best wedding videography camera is? If I had to just pick one camera, for me, it would probably be the Canon 1DX Mark III. Um, you know, I I actually have not used the 1DX Mark III. So <laughs> might seem kind of silly that I would recommend it as the best camera for wedding videographers. Um, but to me, uh it just has pretty much everything I want in a wedding videography camera. Um, I have used the 1DX Mark II and I really liked it. I loved how, I mean, it's basically a 5D Mark IV, which I'd used forever. I, I started out on the 5D Mark II, then moved to the 5D Mark III, then moved to the 5D Mark IV. So I had all the 5D cameras and loved them. Um, and the one DX Mark two, when I used it was incredibly, uh, sufficient, you know, it was, it was fantastic and it worked really well. The problem was the file sizes, um, for 4k video were just absurd. I mean, really it was like they, they had the motion JPEG codec in that camera and it was just a nightmare. I mean, there's no way you could shoot a whole wedding on it and in like and have walk away with reasonable file sizes so um 
yeah, was not a fan of that uh, that codec that they had put in that camera, but they came out with the 1DX Mark III, and, and you can now use H.264 in there, and it's 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 awesome for weddings. Um, looks really great. Um, so that's the camera that I would tell people to get. I suppose if you were like, I'm going to do wedding videography for the rest of my life, like that's probably the camera that I would would suggest. I know Sony makes the A7S um, and similar cameras. They got a few cameras in the A7 lineup um, that are worth taking a look at. I've never been a Sony guy. Um, so for me, it's it's kind of a moot point. Like I really am not interested in getting involved with Sony stuff. And it's nothing against Sony. It's just I've never been a Sony person. Same with Panasonic, like the GH4, GH5, all that kind of stuff. Um, they make some interesting cameras, and each of them have their own strengths. But, you know, I I tried out a GH4 once and uh, just found it so confusing. And I don't know. It's like the same reason I didn't like... Final Cut Pro 10 when they came out with it was like it just didn't feel intuitive and it doesn't mean that it wasn't revolutionary or that it wasn't incredible um just for me it, it just wasn't it didn't feel right you know um and that's kind of how I feel about the the GH5 the Sony cameras a lot of those cameras just don't feel good in my hands um whereas the Canon cameras do feel good in my hands uh, the other camera that I might recommend is the C70 from Canon. Um, that's a little more video centric, which is great. Uh, the only thing I would say about the C70 that I'm not hu- like super into is it's got a flippy out screen, which is fine, but I'm not sure if you could really put a like a little viewfinder on the back, like a Zacuto Z finder or some sort of loop attachment on there, which I'm, I'm just so obsessed with that kind of stuff. I even have, um, the Kinotech loop for my black magic pocket 4k cams. Um, I can put it on the 6k cam, but since it has the flippy out screen, it's a little, it's a little weird because it can move and it's not like super made for that. So it works well on the pocket 4k cams, but, um, but yeah, so I've always been really big into the viewfinders, putting those external viewfinders on the back with a little magnet or clip or whatever. Um, oh, it just makes it so much easier to see what you're doing outside and gives you a little extra stability when you're pressing your face up against, uh, up, up against the camera. So I'm not sure that the C70 would really lend itself to that. So for that reason alone, I would say the 1DX Mark III definitely um, is the camera that I would look to for weddings in particular. Um, so, the, <laughs> and I, I guess here's the other thing. You might be wondering, like, well, why do you use the Blackmagic Pocket Cams then? Well, um, one, I really like the look that I get out of these Pocket Cams. I think they're, it's just a little bit more cinematic. I And that's not to say that Canon doesn't have a great image. They do. 
Um, but when I look at a Canon image, it's like, that's definitely like, I can tell, like I can watch a video on Vimeo and say, oh, I bet that person used, um, you know, like a, uh, a 5d or whatever, like Canon just has a look to their, their color science that that's pretty recognizable. I'd say not always. Um, and there is stuff you can do to it to kind of make it less you know, look, look less like a Canon camera, but, um, overall Canon has a great image, but I just prefer the image of the black magic pocket cam a little bit better. Um, unless you're talking about super low light scenarios, in which case I probably like the image out of the, uh, Canon cams a little better. Um, the other reason I use the black magic pocket cams is really because, I've always wanted to do other things other than weddings, um, whether that's music videos, documentary type type stuff, stock footage, things like that. Um, so I need a camera that can just kind of do it all. And listen, the the One DX Mark III can can do it all. Like, let's be honest, most cameras these days can pretty much do everything. Um, obviously, some cameras are better suited for one need over another. Um, that's why there's, you know, when you're talking about the best camera, like there really is no the best camera. Um, you know, maybe you could argue like the, the RE cameras or red cameras are the best or whatever, but like really it just depends on the model and what you need it for. Um, so that's probably where I stand. If you're looking for like a really good all around camera that you can use for weddings, but also use for like film and production and stuff like that, then I would definitely look at the pocket cams. Um, but I've said this before and I'll say it again, which is the pocket cams are, they're a little more finicky. Like with the Canon cameras, I was able to just like close my eyes and navigate the menus. Basically. Um, I could change everything with like a physical button and the touch screen on the black magic pocket cam, you know, there's, there's a decent amount of stuff that you have to use the touch screen for, uh, within the menus to access. So I would say that that's one of the things that really kind of goes against the pocket cams being like a great, you know, documentary or, um, wedding camera. And I would say wedding camera. I mean, honestly, like documentaries, even if you're shooting like a documentary, you, it's not, I wouldn't say a real documentary is quite as running gun as a wedding. Like weddings are to me are the ultimate running gun challenge. Um, I mean, I guess if you're shooting a wartime documentary and there's mortars going off next to you or something, well, that's, that's, you know, that's definitely a different scenario that maybe is a little more running gun, probably literally running and gunning. Uh, but outside of that, like even a lot of documentary stuff, there's a little bit more time to, to set up and, um, it's not necessarily like you're you're running down the street or trying to catch up to a bride or um trying to you know i feel like weddings are so fast paced that really when it comes down to it you can't be just like 
the perfection that Canon has created with with the One DX Mark III um, for weddings. So that's that's where I stand on that. Um, but I do love my pocket cams. I'm sure if I had a uh, a Sony FS7 or a freaking you know Red camera or something, I would love those cameras for other reasons. Um, but yeah, if 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 weddings is what you want to do and you want the perfect wedding cam, God, I mean, just in my my humble opinion, it's that 1DX Mark III. Uh, the only downside is the price. I think uh, last time I checked, they were close to like $7,000 a piece. Um, but here, let me, let me pull that up real quick because I feel like I should give you that information. Um, right now, you can get a, a C70, a Canon C70, uh, for fifty five hundred. Now let's see what the one DX Mark three. Oh, sixty five hundred. So not quite, not quite seven thousand, but probably close once you pay tax <laughs> on that. So um, if you're trying to get three matching one DX Mark threes for your wedding shoots, you know you're going to be sitting at close to uh, twenty one thousand dollars. And by the time you buy all the extra batteries and stuff, I mean. You're going to be pretty close to to uh, just over 20k on that. So, you know, not the most economical. Um, I think Sony definitely has Canon beat in the price range. Um, Panasonic probably does too. Black Magic definitely does. Although we all know that Black Magic, you know, you kind of gotta <laughs> you kind of gotta rig these cameras up, and then you end up kind of spending almost twice as much as you thought you would. Um, by the time it's all said and done. So, but yeah, if you can afford it, um, I would definitely make it so that you're, uh, trying to out, outfit yourself with one DX Mark three across the board. Um, cause it, it really is a fantastic camera. Um, you know, it's, it's essentially the same as the one DX Mark two, which I used. It just had all the features in it that the, the Mark two didn't have that I wanted so badly. All right, guys, uh, hope you enjoyed this short little uh, weekly update, weekday update, whatever you want to call it. And uh, until next time, later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers Wearing Wide Rim Hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company, and for good reason. Uh, They are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there, and their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. 
If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and you know really really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um that they stood in front of the videographer to get and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical probably um probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door so give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event